Hey guys, it's Marty. Buying a car is a not so fun experience for most people, and it doesn't have to be. At TrueCar.com, they'll help you get rid of the fear that you may overpay. You know you'll get a fair price because they show you what others paid for the car you're looking for. TrueCar.com analyzes what people are paying for their cars in their market and shares it with consumers so that they never have to overpay. Over 40,000 cars were sold by TrueCar certified dealers just last month. Users see an average savings of $3,046 off MSRP. True Car certified dealers go through a certification process and you work directly with a True Car representative that will honor your savings. True Car certified dealers believe that truth and transparency are essentials to a better buying experience. First, go to TrueCar.com and find out what others pay for the same vehicle in your market and around the country. Second, register at TrueCar.com to see upfront pricing information and lock in your savings certificate. And the third step is simple. Just print out your certificate and take it to the True Car certified dealer for a better hassle free buying experience. True Car has the most comprehensive new car pricing information available and a certified network of dealers that offers a hassle-free car buying experience and negotiation-free guaranteed savings. Support the Ask Women podcast and shop at truecar.com. Podcast1.com presents the Ask Women podcast. Uh-huh. A place where two comics and a professional wing girl get together to dissect the female mind. You don't know how I feel. And explain it to men in terms they can actually understand. Booze. Now, here's the lovely ladies of Ask Women. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Ask Women podcast. Where you get real advice <laughs> straight from the source. See, that's me trying to switch it up. I'm Kristen Carney. One of I love hosts. it. Like Thank all you. the... the flexibility in your voice. Very flexible yes, voice. Yes, very flexible voice. <laughs> All over the place. I like it. Lots of energy, Kristen. Oh, yes. Here it is. Uh, <laughs> of course, you know me, Kristen Carney, and here with Marty Kinris, best-selling author, relationship expert, etc., 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 owner of the Wing Girl Method. Um, today we have on the show sex nerd Sandra, who um, has a really big Twitter following. She's going to give you all the information you need. I guess she's endlessly curious and always positive. Yes. Hopefully well, let's not try refer- and make her negative today. Let's, I'm sure that can happen. And I hope she's not referring to her STD results. <laughs> yeah. I know, from being a sex, right. a sex nerd. Okay, but wait, actually... Wait, 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 wait. What? And I'm going to talk about says. Jordan Harbinger is coming oh, on, right. too. Right, right. Um, so in a few minutes, Jordan Harbinger is going to join us on the phone, and he's got some cool Tinder stuff to talk about. We're yeah. Like, this has like been, been a very large theme, this Tinder thing, and I think... We're going to segue off I hope it. it dies down soon. Yeah. Well, I, I hope just, that they start not, paying I us should. and start talking about this shit because right. we are doing a lot of promotion for Tinder. I feel like we half of their followers have joined because of us. Right. For sure. This is a course. huge podcast. Huge. Massive. But I want to talk about Sandra because I, I realize we don't really introduce our guests very well. We're just like, it's this person. And we don't really <laughs> tell you why they're yeah. interesting or why we're having them on the show. And I'm sure you can figure it out once you listen to them. But just in case you don't listen to the second half of our episodes, I want to tease you a bit on why we have Sandra on our show this week. So she extracts sex tips, techniques, and titillating tidbits from unique human beings and experts. Unique human beings. Uh, That's not me. She marvels at the human condition and cuddles up to the science that helps explain it. That's the nerd part. All right. Next time we won't be so specific. Right. I'm just trying to like reading it up. But basically, she's going to give us some information on sex and titillating tidbits from unique human beings and experts on their sex habits, I guess. Yeah. People are yeah. pretty unique, I guess. Yes. I, I wonder what unique means. Yeah. We're all the same. Like, am I unique? Our passwords are unique. We're not unique. My We're all password the same. is not so unique. It's not? No. I have the, I'm not even going to You don't want to share that with Yeah, exactly. With a whole audience. I'm not telling them about my passwords. Um, but yeah, we have Jordan Harbinger on the show and then Sandra and it's going to be awesome. But for right now, I would like to go into my wing girl minute. 
All right. In love with a girl that already has a boyfriend and want to steal her away? Let me tell you this. You are never going to steal a girl away from her boyfriend. And if you do, then you are just the rebound guy and kind of douchebag. You have tons and tons of women around you. Why would you focus on one that's already taken? Total waste of time and says a lot about your own view of your self-worth. Go and meet other women that are actually available. Your girlfriend is out there and she doesn't have a boyfriend. And that is this week's Wing Girl Minute. Yeah, I agree. I think it's so gross. I think it is too. Yeah. Well, what's the the thing is, is like, why are you focusing so much attention on somebody that already has somebody else? Even it's, if they're saying, I'm not happy, they're still wrapped up in another situation and you are taking away focus from yourself potentially finding somebody wonderful because they're not well, saying- Well, I think it's, it's a form of avoidance behavior because you yeah. know you're really not going to get it, but it gives you something to focus on. It gives you someone to look forward to without really having to do much. much. Do you think that they really know they're not going to get it? They really believe that? Eh, if they have any like sane, <laughs> well, most—that's the thing. Like, what's the, like most people who are you know into somebody, they're not really it, sane during those those points that's, in time. That's true. That's true. So I think they really believe that there is a shot. I think because when when you're hanging out with somebody who's talking about how they're not happy and they're not satisfied, you think, okay, well, you're hanging out with me. Maybe you're interviewing me for this. You know this role of boyfriend for you for a replacement. Yeah, but, but it doesn't ever a lot work of the out time, that way. A lot of the time, when someone's complaining about their current relationship, it's more for the therapy of it. It's yeah. not necessarily meaning that they're going to take action. I complain about my boyfriend all the time. I complain about him on the podcast. Yeah, you do it in a public arena too. Yeah, and you love your boyfriend, right? So it's just like <laughs> someone has to get stuff off their chest. They're going yeah. to do it to whoever listens. Yeah. The guy, whether it's you or a girlfriend, it doesn't matter. They're going to want to get that out somehow. And if you hang on that, you're probably going to hang for a while. For a very long time. Because people in relationships who are miserable tend to stay that way for a long time until like some huge moment happens where it's a breaking point. Exactly. I I think that a lot of girls, and I've done this myself, it's like when you're not getting something from your boyfriend or from your significant other. Money. uh, Yeah. What you mean Specifically. No, you, you do. You tend to go out to other people to complain. Usually it's because you're not actually saying it to your significant other or you're not really working on it. Because I find, or I found that in the past, when I wasn't really stating my needs with my husband, this is when we were dating, um, I was talking to a lot of other people to find out why he was acting this way or why things weren't working out. And I had other guys that I would hang out with and say those things. So I, had, I had my family that I would talk to because I wasn't actually talking to him. And now that we talk to each other and we have open communication and we work on things together, I don't really find that I have such a strong need to reach out to other people anymore. Well, it's always been that thing where someone cheats on their boyfriend or girlfriend, and then they end up going out with that person they cheated on them with, why does that person who was the cheat in the action of cheating not think that they were then going to do it to them? It's weird. It's Mm -hmm. like this, you do it to someone else, but you can't do it to me. It's like a delusion or something. Oh, completely. Because that says a lot about a person's character. It's like, even if, okay, let's say you are hanging out with a girl right now who is bashing her boyfriend and you do become her boyfriend after she's going to, she's going to bash you. Exactly. And you're going to become just as gross. Yeah. (laughs) Like in Harry as her other boyfriend. Exactly. So actually one thing we could talk about today is how to avoid that possibly happening. Cause as I was saying before that when women do go elsewhere to vent their issues. And when they do go to other men, it's because they're not getting the attention that they really want from the relationship. And t- typically it's because they're uncomfortable or scared to bring up an issue. So um, what what would we advise guys 
to do to help out that situation. If you're they saying are, the guy listening, if the guy's listening, so he knows this already about the girl, and let's say there is some chance that they do eventually get together, what's something he can learn from that experience from the other guy? From how that I'm, I'm trying to test you now and see if you've actually been paying attention. Give to her everything more money. What? I don't know. <laughs> Give her more attention. Number one, but also communicate with her more. Check in with her more. And I, I feel like um, a lot of the times, women who especially are younger are either don't know what their needs are, don't know what they can actually say, or they're very afraid to put it out there what they're not getting. Because sometimes it turns into nagging if you're saying it all the time or if you're not saying it in the right way. Um, But it can be very scary to state your needs, especially when you don't really know what they are. All you know is that you're not feeling completely loved and satisfied. And you, you, like I know for me, when I was younger, I tried to get it subtly in other ways. And when I learned to actually express my feelings, once I'd thought them out clearly and I didn't just like throw up on my husband, that's when I would get a better response. And that's when we, when we would actually do work together. So I think for guys who are on the receiving end of hearing the information about, you know, how shitty a boyfriend is, if they do have the chance to become that boyfriend, that is some advice that I would give them is to actually like check in with this girl because she's had an experience. It doesn't mean she's a shitty person. It just means that she may not know how to actually communicate and how to work yeah. on things. So you can show her how to do it. I can't visualize them then moving into a relationship and then talking I, I as can't. intimately as they are at that moment. No. There's something about the no strings attached thing when you're talking, when you're bleeding your heart out. For sure. That can't be recreated once you're in a committed moment or committed relationship. I, I hear you know what, what I you're mean? saying. I, I don't agree with it completely, to be honest. <laughs> but I do. You're like, yes. Um, but I feel like we're going on a rant now. That's why we need men on the show to help us out. We have no male Jordan guests today. Jordan will be here shortly to I know. us out. I did want to talk about something else, though. Yeah, talk about because, it. Because, okay, so let's get off of this because we're going into a, a rambling estrogen rant on yeah. this thing. Um, but for today's chapter in the man's playbook, I want to talk about... Uh, mental rehearsal. Are you horny to win? Are you horny? That's I'm not- the music that will play for that <laughs> slot. Okay, so I, I have a client right now, um, and we've been talking, we've been emailing, we do, I do email coaching for a lot of guys. Uh, and so he brought up a book that I had read probably five years ago, which actually was one of my favorite books that I've, I had forgotten about. It's called Psycho-Cybernetics, and I totally forget uh, the name of the author. I think it's Dr... Malts or mints, but it's it's a fantastic it's a fantastic. <laughs> He's a milkshake. Yes, exactly. But it's a fantastic book, and one of the key things that it talks about um, it's, it's about like cognitive behavioral psychology and about like training yourself to do things to be more Can confident. Explain exactly what cognitive. No, no, no okay. <laughs> it's about training your brain. It's about training your brain to uh, to have a behavior. That's the simplest way of putting it. So so um, so for this book, he talks a lot about mentally rehearsing something. So this book, um, like some of the top colleges, uh, college football teams are given copies of this book at the beginning of the What's season. What's the, the name of the book? It's called Psycho-Cybernetics. Okay. Uh, and you can buy that through wingirlmethod.com slash Amazon. Yes, exactly. Good tie-in. Uh, and get that book there because it, it is fantastic. I listened to the audio version. I really liked it. But it also, like some of the top golfers in the world use it as well. It's about mentally rehearsing. So for a lot of people who are unable to practice in real life, so for example, somebody who's a virgin and hasn't had sex or somebody who wants to practice approaching but you know doesn't get out very much during the day, you can actually mentally 
mentally rehearse these things. And that can help build confidence because you can, you can throw daggers at yourself and see how you would actually handle it. So it's a way of practicing when there isn't really practice available to you. Um, and I found that when this I This works in everything but sports. Like, don't try this for... No, it does. You, it does work for, for sports. What? I, I'm telling you, some of the top golfers in the world use this book. The, col- the top college uh, football teams are, are, oh, right. you said are provided this book at the beginning of the season to go... Th- because it, Assuming the football players can read. Right, exactly. I think there's a lot of pictures. Book on tape. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. But the whole thing is that you, you choose a spot at the end of the day, for example, or like at a certain time in the day um, in your house to sit and you close your eyes and you walk your th- yourself through the steps of the action that you want to master and you throw yourself daggers. So you, th- you throw yourself like if you're a golf player and you throw yourself a dagger saying, okay, it's a really windy day. So this is going to happen. And you can, you can literally adjust your body in your mind and mentally rehearse so that, um, so that you can move through those, through those actions confidently. And what it can do is it can actually train your body as well. So it's like you're, you're through your mind, you're giving yourself that practice so that when a real life situation comes on, you can do it. <laughs> I'm going to do that. I'm going to be like, Oh my God, I, I run every day, but it's just mental running. Yeah, exactly. It still I'm trained, works. I'm a, still I'm works. Great shape. But actually some of the top salesmen in the world use this, this, um, this tool. It's crazy. Well. If you can actually manipulate your brain into thinking something, what you can do. Yeah. Like I manipulate myself to get out of bed in the morning. But if you take that that simple, like basic yeah. one and apply it to something more complicated. Yeah. Well the thing is is that like you just trick it, your brain it, into it's your you brain trick your that brain. psychs you out all the time. It's your brain that protects you. It's your brain that stops you from doing things. And your brain can actually work in the opposite direction as well so that you do do things so you don't trick yourself out of right. things so that you have the confidence to do it. But it's easier to work your brain in a negative direction than work your brain in a positive direction. It takes more effort to do it. So for an exercise for the guys, for actually for everybody that's listening, it's to give yourself maybe half an hour to 45 minutes a day. Uh, choose a quiet spot in your house that you can sit down in or relax Just do it in. on the toilet. Yeah, do it on the toilet while Best you're there. Time. Close your eyes and mentally rehearse something that you don't feel so confident in, whether it's having to do with women or having to do with your office, if it's quitting a job or if it's asking for a raise, whatever it is, mentally rehearse doing it so that you can actually visualize yourself doing it. And then... I, then, th- I think it would... It, just from first hearing this, I, I would imagine that it's actually good to go through the emotions as yeah. well that you're feeling. Because if you're doing something, maybe it's approaching a boss and that's very intimidating. When you're doing it in your head and you're actually there in the moment in your head, yeah. you're feeling that anxiety and you're feeling that you get through the anxiety and that it's okay on the other side. Yeah, so you it becomes may less, less. Yeah, it's right. less like it provides less anxiety on the tail end. I, th- right. I think it's a, a fantastic, um, a fantastic exercise for people to do. I do it constantly. I'm going to imagine doing that exercise. Yeah, but you no, have, I'm not, I'm, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But the thing is is that what you want to also do for this exercise is give yourself several scenarios where the person, I say throw daggers, but they're they're saying several things back to you that may negate what you're trying to achieve so that you can actually mentally rehearse how you would respond. And it doesn't take away all anxiety for when you're actually in the situation, but it definitely decreases it. Yeah. So I do that thing where I have an argument with someone in my head before I have argue with them. Yeah. It's kind of the same thing. Well, because then you're preparing <laughs> yourself. You're like prepared for if they say this, this is how I'm going to react. So people naturally do it all the time, but this is being more focused on actually taking the time out of your day to rehearse it. So yeah. again, if you're not so confident with sex, mentally rehearse 
doing a lot of things and you can have fun with it if you're not so confident in approaching. Mental masturbation. Yeah, exactly. There you go. It could be, this could be a fun <laughs> exercise for everybody. If you're lonely on a Friday night, mentally rehearsing, you're fine. Uh, and that is this week's chapter in the man's playbook. I like that. Yeah. It's a helpful chapter. It is. All right. Well, that was this week's chapter in the man's playbook. Uh, and now we have the fantastic Jordan Harbinger on the phone with us all the from way the from fart San Francisco. Charm. From the fart of charm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. From, from San Francisco, where he has relocated to. Hi, Jordan. Hey, what's up, Rose? Hey. Ash women. <laughs> Hello, Fart of Charm. Did you call me Fart of Charm earlier, by the way? I heard yeah, that. yeah, that's, yeah. yeah that's Isn't that what the show's called? You can use that if you want. Going that forward, is what the I show's won't. called, Fart of Charm. Perfect. <laughs> How's San Fran? It's, it's amazing. There's a lot of uh, charming people that urinate on the street with regular reckless abandon. Oh, of course. There's, that's like L.A. That's a, it's kind of, it's, well, except But it's more, more condensed. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and more expensive. Yeah, it's more expensive than LA. Don't, don't, uh, don't. Fr- and you know what? We have crappier weather. But you know, I do like. You it sound here. happy. <laughs> I, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I do. Lo- you, you like. You don't know my humor already. You know, I love it up here though because I just feel like people are doing a lot more. Yeah. Whereas in LA, I feel like people talk about stuff a lot more. And people always go, "Oh, what's the difference between San Francisco and LA?" And I'm like, "Well, in LA, people talk to you about." Their comedy and then their TV thing that they got going and this yeah. project and that project and then you see me. them like yeah. out the gym where you work out you know right, and you're yeah. like oh this is your real job and then in San Francisco you meet someone you go what do you do and they're like oh, I'm working on an app and then you find out that it's like freaking Snapchat right exactly you know, right. they own it I know they're so that, smart yeah. up there that's Damn the thing it. I mean people I have to stay in LA because I would feel too intimidated by people actually doing things and then I would convince myself not to do anything because everyone else is already doing everything yeah you're like oh you do it for me yeah it's down fine. here I feel comfortable there's a lot of dummies <laughs> right. you know what I was at Whole Foods smart. this morning I met this girl we started talking and I was like oh so what do you do because I told her what I did and she said oh well I do several things I hike dogs Okay, hike okay. dogs, not walk okay. dogs. I hike dogs. Then she said, I am a house cleaner for people with OCD. What? So I, already very clean people? Yes, with OCD. So she's like, their labels have so to be a certain way. So her job is the easiest job in the world. Yeah, exactly. It's already so done. She, it's already clean when she goes there, like just turning things like a smidgen. And then what was her third job? I forget what her third job was, but there's three things that she did. And they were all like very interesting. But you're totally right. Like that is what it's like in LA. Yeah, yeah. Because in San Fran, it would be like, oh, I work for Apple and I'm doing, you know, I'm, I'm creating an app and I'm that raising funding for, for you. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So basically we're a bunch of dummies down here is what you're saying i mean i wouldn't say dummies just there's a lot more <laughs> blow than show you know and yeah. i mean blow, and there's a lot of blow as well yeah. um but yeah up here it's more like the p- whoa that was really whoa weird. that was really scary <laughs> <laughs> yeah. i think jordan just exploded they just wait it just sounded like you exploded <laughs> it sounded like you exploded into like literally <laughs> dust is that what happened (laughs) i did i'm not even sure i'm not sure what just happened did you get like a it's just like you know when when like the when the phone breaks off and it goes it just sounded really funny it was the fart (laughs) it's that was the fart of charm that's what happened that was hilarious that's so funny well actually it's really good that we're talking about like moving to different cities because we want to talk to you about oh and applications this is a good segue um about tinder because that's something that you've been talking about lately and you are you know very experienced with it and have a lot of information on it so being in a new city are you using tinder is it like yeah 
Tell me about it. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, I'm in a, I live with my girlfriend, so oh, right, if right. I use Tinder, I get in trouble. But you know, it, so you use Grinder, right? Pro, uh, <laughs> pro, pro tip: I use Grinder instead because she doesn't care. But I, <laughs> the pro tip is that, by the way, your profile never goes away. So if you ever installed Tinder and then you like got married and had babies or something, you're you're still showing up under results. No way! Really? So if you like die, yeah. you're still there. Pro, yeah, your, people are your Tinder still ghost swiping right or left. Getting matched. Well, here's the problem, right? Somebody was like, Jenny, I don't know how to tell you this, but your boyfriend <gasps> is on Tinder. And I well, was like, horrible. Well, when my profile shows up, have her take a screenshot. And of course, it's like last login two years ago. And I was like, look, okay. it's okay. That's good. At least it shows like a stamp date of when you were actually on. Yeah, but Tinder, come on, loosen up a little bit. That seems a little harsh. Seriously. Well, that's also really upsetting for a lot of people because if they're swiping to choose you and they don't hear back from you, that can, you know, hurt their ego a little bit. Of course. And meanwhile, it's just that everybody you match with is dead. Right. Right. Exactly. Which is my perfect match, by the way. (laughs) Dead. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Exactly. I haven't been using Tinder, but at at AOC, at, at Part of Charm, Right. We have a lot of program grads from our live programs, and a lot of those guys are going on like five dates per week really? using Tinder. So they've got it down to a frigging science. And so they've figured out all these cool algorithms and things like that. And I'll, I'll talk about that in a second. But I think it's really important, and I know that Tinder sounds hokey-dokey and stuff, but okay. if you just got out of a relationship or you just moved to a new city or you're trying to figure out how to get a dating skill set, because you just haven't before. Maybe you're a workaholic like a lot of people or you were married or whatever, uh, or you're still married or <clears throat> whatever. And so you want to get a bunch of first dates all in a shorter period of time because a lot, for a lot of people, the first date sucks. It's like this insanely annoying, high pressure, repetitive, high-pressure situation that ends in dismal failure. So if you get one of them every week, you could spend months and months and months or even years going through first dates repeatedly and just keep banging your head against the wall and and so obviously getting more first dates is great so if you can get like some of the art of charm alumni if you get like five dates in a week That's you awesome. could probably in two months at most one or two months you could be kind of back on top having done it so many times that you could you finally start to get the hang of it again and then you don't have to use tinder anymore because now when you meet people in real life you don't take them out and then completely just ruin it and also right. If you're the type of guy that only dates once or twice a month and you want to get, you're having a problem because you're like, oh my God, this date has to go well. You know, you're putting a ton of pressure on yourself. If you have Tinder dates lined up, like two or three of those per week, and then you have your quote unquote regular dates, then it doesn't really matter because you have much more abundance. So you're not going, if this date doesn't work, I'm lonely for another two weeks. It's like if this date doesn't work, yeah, well, there's one tomorrow. Tuesday, and I've got one tomorrow. Yeah, exactly. exactly. You know what? It's funny how maybe I'm just always creating associations, but everything we talk about on the show always happens to go down, you know, some some path that that makes sense. There's always connections because we were talking about at the beginning of the show um, mentally rehearsing, and that if, if practice is not available to you, like for example, you're not using Tinder and you're not going on multiple dates every single night, um, mental rehearsal is available to you so that you can sort of have some sort of practice under your belt so you're not as freaked out if you find yourself in a situation. So it's funny that you sort of say that. Like Tinder gives you the real life practice to go out and do things. And it's so so yeah. what are these algorithms? Because like this is very San Franny of you. Yeah. To be that was such a San Fran word now that I think about it. So a lot of people are still trying to figure out how to spell algorithms so they can I'm totally figuring it out. But, but I think 
what it is is sort of like tricks and tips to optimize it. And so some of the things, and we put this together in a in like a little pamphlet that I'll, I'll happily give away at the end of the. Oh yeah, we love, that. we love that. Um, it's all like people think, oh, you know what? What I'm going to do is just swipe everybody as a match because then I'll get more matches and then I'll filter from there. And it's like actually the Tinder police have sort of thought of that after the first few months, and they went, oh, if you constantly (laughs) match people, we're going to downgrade, you know, the um, the number of times you show up. And there's also things that have to do with... Yeah, yeah. And and also with, like, the radius, you know, if you use it, you can be like, oh, within 5 miles, within 10 miles, within 20 miles. A lot of people go, well, screw it. I'm just going to, like, put the largest one so I get the biggest pool of women to choose from. And the problem with that is the app also accounts for that in certain ways that we detail in the, in the little ebook. And the way that that works is it's like, oh, well, since you're cool to meet people that live really far away, we're going to show you last to the people that only want to meet people really close oh. because oh, you're kind of this? more this willing great. to drive further. Right. And it's like, oh, good idea for the app users because then people further away or who, who are more picky, which are a lot of, like, you know, good-looking girls that live in cities, right. they don't have to drive 10 miles to meet with some guy. But if a guy's willing to do that, then they're like, all right, we'll just show you last. You know, why not? Because That's then you'll be able really to meet people closer to you first. Wait, how are you yeah. finding this out? Is, like, your next-door neighbor in San Fran telling you this or something? I mean, there, some of it's kind of like, I can, I'm not supposed to say where it came from. And other stuff, honestly, is when you have, you know, a hundred software engineers coming through your boot camps every month. Right. Who are obsessed with <laughs> like, we've cracked Tinder, the code. So you're saying they need the help code. dating? Yeah. <laughs> this is so they, interesting. They literally rehearse, or not rehearse, they literally reverse engineer the app and go, okay, I'm going to have like, you know, these, some of these guys have like five or seven mobile devices, or if they program apps, they have these emulators on their computer where they have every model of phone to make sure their apps work. So they've just Whoa. installed Tinder on like 20 different phones with different profiles, different types of pictures, and they're all them, and they're split testing all this stuff. Like, you know no what way. that is, like A-B testing, where they're like, here's right. a picture of me with my hat on. Here's a picture of me without a hat on. Let's which one gets which most responses? more matching. Yeah. I and love so it. So they've done this, and we had our alumni write down a bunch of different findings and we use that to create this ebook that that I'll give away here in wow. a second. And we had them mix it with AOC principles, and then we had our writing team just be like, "Okay, put this in a digestible format, so people go, okay, these are the t- types of pictures that do well. These are the types of profiles that do well on Tinder. This is what you should select to get like maximum matching. And here's some weird things that you should avoid slash you should totally do. Wow. And I, you know, I, there's tons of it in there, and I'll, I'll kind of let guys sift through it if they're interested, because um, I'll just give this away to you for to free. Your yeah, for free. Oh, wow. Okay, that's so nice of you. Wait, what? so so I, wait, I have a question. So do these principles also work for online dating, or is it strictly social applications like Tinder? Well, they, it's designed for Tinder, but some of the obvious overlap would be things like pictures. online dating. Sure, like the, the principle of having certain types of pictures that aren't, you know, dude with your shirt off, drinking beer. Here's another one right. of me drinking beer. And here's another one of me with my shirt off. They might as well just like put a picture of themselves like beating a woman. Right. Because that's essentially <laughs> what it looks right. like. Those pictures. Yeah. Exactly. Like, I'm not wearing a wife beater. I'm actually beating someone's wife. Right. <laughs> yeah. and, and, and so you have like, you have all these general principles that you can apply over there. But then th- this is designed specifically for, yeah, mobile social dating type applications where it, where you can optimize your results here because otherwise there's a million ways to get, like, get online dating advice and like read right. the messages but 
the, the core of it does overlap, especially because a lot of people make similar mistakes online dating as they do with these apps. For example, on Tinder, if you've ever used it, you've got, like, people who go, oh, this girl's cute, and they match, and then they write, like, a page-long message, and the girl's like, uh, no. Yeah. And people do that with eHarmony or Match.com, too. They'll match with somebody right, there, the same and they're like, here's a book about my life. And it's like that person just goes, next, and they're yeah. frustrated because... I like how you're saying the nicer version of what they were really saying, because they're not saying next. (laughs) There's a lot of other thoughts going through their head. Yeah, of course. And and so it becomes really frustrating for people when they're investing an hour writing to somebody and they never get a response. Right. Whereas in the in the book, either the ebook will show you or the Tinder guide, I guess, as we call it, it will show you like, hey, listen, this is purely a numbers game in the beginning. And then once you match and then once you start contact, you can start to filter out what you're interested in and what you're not interested in. Otherwise, you're going to spend all this time talking to people that aren't even reading your messages or right. aren't there to date or, or just installed the app once right. and never looked at it again right. or a million other things that go wrong. Yeah, it's providing you with a larger pool of options and then you can start to dwindle down on what you're actually looking for. People are thinking awesome. exactly. they were outsmarting Tinder, but Tinder outsmarted everybody. Seriously, yeah. the science of Tinder. Wait, that's what you should have called it, the science of Tinder. I know, uh, that's a good point. I know, yeah, yeah. I'm going to take that but one. What did you? what is it called, this ebook? Uh, well, we just basically just called it the Tinder guide. And oh, it, yeah. it's, if you go to AO, and we put it on like a short link so people don't have to, to worry about it too much. Okay. If you go to AOC podcast, so it stands for the art of charm podcast.com slash, uh, ask women. Oh, perfect. You can just do a little redirect there. Yeah. And it's, it's, it says the art of charms exclusive Tinder ebook, worst title ever. <laughs> we should have just called it the science of Tinder. Yeah. 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 You can change it. You can change it, change you it, can change it now. Time. Do it. Do go. it, Jordan. You and can totally a, change it. You're about to learn the hidden strategies to maximize your Tinder profile and get I more dates, but it's free. So, is there an audio version? No, because since it's free, I put as little effort into it as possible. <laughs> as possible. Aside make, from gathering like a collection awesome of awesome information. Yes, of it. exactly. Like with scientists and programmers. That's awesome. Exactly. I'll never read it because I only listen to audiobooks. But I'm just <laughs> kidding. I'll, I'll definitely read it. That sounds awesome. And so, what's what's the link again where they can get this uh, this free Tinder guide? Science if you go to aocpodcast.com slash askwomen, so you just basically have to remember aocpodcast.com slash askwomen, and it'll, it'll redirect you to the page where we have this, and you literally you click this button and it downloads it. It's a PDF, so you can read it on your phone. You can read it in, you know, on any computer. And, oh, awesome. Yeah, and, we, and share it with your friends, too. You know, if people want it, just share it, share it widely, because the whole point was, hey, it would be really cool if guys knew how to use Tinder and it wasn't just a playground for girls yeah. to, like... Look at dudes and and reject them mercilessly with the swipe of the finger. <laughs> right. This is so. like eighth grade on crack. Yeah. For a lot of it's people. It's like, you're not cute. You're yeah. not cute. Gross. 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 <laughs> gross. Oh, hey. Gross. Yeah, gross. it's true. Yeah. It's totally true. Well, Jordan, thank you so much for giving that free guide to our guys. I'm sure they will absolutely love it. So everybody should go check out that free Tinder guide because I really think that whether or not you are in a new city, like Jordan gave multiple uh, reasons why you would go on Tinder, but overall, it really is just for practice. It's giving you a playground of women to select from. And now you know how to do it properly. I've tried really, really hard to hate hate Tinder, but I really hear positive things about it. Me too. It helps a lot of people in a lot of different ways. Me too. It gets you out there. Honestly, Carla is using it my 
au pair. She's freaking loving it. It just like gives you people who are in your area at your fingertips. Yeah. I'm just looking forward, not looking forward, but I'm just waiting for the first murder off Tinder. I know. Because yeah. then it'll be all over. Yeah. Well, Jordan. Oh, that's, in the, that's in the appendix of the guide. Oh, good. <laughs> okay, good. Perfect. I'll, I'll read it. All right, Jordan. Well, enjoy San Fran. Again, thank you so much for giving the guys the Tinder guide. Go to aocpodcast.com slash askwomen and you can get your free copy of this amazing guide. Uh, and stay tuned for the second half of our show because we have Sandra, sex nerd. Why am I? What, sex nerd. Sandra, the sex nerd coming up on the second half of the show. Uh, and again, Jordan, thanks for being on with us. You're always awesome. Thank you. Talk to you soon. Okay. Bye. Bye. And now, Katy Perry. Imagine going on stage without any guitars or keyboards, drums, or a microphone and being expected to roar. Tough, right? It's the same with our teachers who are using their own money so students can learn. DonorsChoose.org is a charity that helps teachers get what they need for students to succeed. That's why Staples is donating $1 million to the cause. Join Katy Perry and donate at staples.com slash make roar happen. Hey, this is Dr. Drew, and you have been asking for it, so here it is. We're going to give you three episodes of Classic Loveline every week. That means more Adam. Oh, shut up. Or me. Listen, listen. And more of those amazing Classic Loveline show moments. I always get mad at this stuff, and Adam's like, oh, who wears the pants in your house? What, how dare you put up with that? If my, my wife knows not to behave like that, because she knows... Now, your does. wife calls the show and yells at hey, you during the show. I always get wait till I get home, and we're done by the time I get home. Download them every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at podcastone.com. You're listening to the Ask Women Podcast, a Podcast One presentation. Hey, you guys. Welcome back. We are here with, I have to correct myself because I have been saying sex nerd Sandra, but it's <laughs> sex nerd Sandra, which makes you so much sexier. Ooh, it does. Right? It like deepens. You have to say it in a sexy way. Yeah. Sandra. Yeah. I just, Sandra just telling deep. you to deep throat it help? Like, does yeah, it yeah help that was a good description. Sandra. It's very relatable. Yes, it does. It's very relatable for me. It does. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Not at all. Exactly. Well, so I wanted to talk to you because I'm curious about this one statement that you make on your website where you explain. Uh, Extract sex tips, techniques, and titillating tidbits from unique human beings and experts. So only from unique human beings do you get this information. So what is the unique human beings part? Unique (laughs) human beings. Well, I think everybody has a story to tell. I mean, everyone's got... So not like midgets or like giants. No, no, I mean... I I don't know. I met this this guy in in a conversation. He was asking me about sex, and he started talking about this breath play he does when he's alone. And how he... Breath play? uh, Yeah, and uh, when you think breath play... Play. A lot of people think I, either holding your breath or um, or pressing or like just trying to strangle yourself. But it wasn't that. It was that he would practice a swimmer swimming breath while he masturbated, and he would time it with his stroking to get uh, more intense. Like orgasm. swimming stroking, right? Like you know how you just slowly exhale and slowly inhale, and and he just did this very meditative. Anyway, yeah. that to me is something I'd never heard before. So I had him on the show. So something that yeah. piques my interest because it's so it's unique. unique. It's different. It's a from people. Yes, maybe I should rewrite yes. that sentence. I think so. More accurately. Yes, I think so because that's pretty interesting. Right. How did you do a whole podcast on this? Like what? Like what? So how does it help him do? Does it help him get into a calm space? Um, the control, the the control aspect. From what I recall, uh, it was very much um, having to slow down his breath, and that because for him. The, the act of orgasm was very easy. Okay. So someone like me who has a, a harder time getting there, it may not... I mean, breath is always an essential part of sex. I mean, yeah, especially the smell of it. it. <laughs> especially, <laughs> yes, it yes. is. Mm-hmm. I mean, let's get real yeah. here. 
bring some trident into the bedroom. I'm turned on. Well, because sometimes go. when I am self conscious of my breath, I do start focusing. Yeah, you t- on it. you tense up. You yeah, look, I tense like, a up completely. Par- paranoid. Yeah. I love up. how, again, everything is tying in because we were talking in the first half of the show about <laughs> mm-hmm. mentally rehearsing things. And it, like, you're talking about another practice ritual, which I think is fantastic for people, especially you know in the sexual arena. Practice is what makes things perfect in sex, right? Yes. Because you got to be perfect right. yes. in the bedroom. No, no exactly. mistakes. Yeah. No, exactly. yeah. Can't you screw get up. punched right in the face, thrown into the hallway. <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> Next. Well, um, well, tell us about some other things. Like, this, so our audience is men, mainly men who okay. listen to this show, mm-hmm. and you know, a lot of them, not a lot of them, like some of them are virgins, or some of them don't feel like they're the best lovers, or some of them want to be better lovers. What are some tidbits, tintillating <laughs> tidbits that you can provide to them in terms of advice for how to be a better lover to a woman? Oh man, talk I know. about. I, mean, I know. I'm asking for the world. Broad. That's it's a lot. I mean, that is. You know, that's the keys to the kingdom in a lot of ways. So it's like, how do we even delve into that? Um, my listenership, um, there is a faction of it that that a lot of people who are younger and inexperienced or late bloomers and freaking out or whatever. Mm-hmm. And um, and I get it. Um, I, I deeply, I feel a lot, of, I've dated a lot of late bloomers and uh, I myself have, I'm very neurotic, you know, anxiety, like, ah, do it correctly all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, so when it comes to loving on the ladies, um, first of all, women are people. And thinking of them they either are. on a pedestal. Um, yeah, we get that a lot. We hear people say that a lot. That women are people. That they put women up here and that, oh. then they don't know how to talk to them. After right. That. Yeah. And the problem with the pedestal concept is that what you're doing is you're digging a hole and putting a pedestal in it and then putting a woman in there because you're dehumanizing them at the same time. And it's not like I'm putting anyone down for doing that. It's just you... you forget that you could actually relate to this person on a level right. of like, what kind of TV shows do you like? I like that too. Let's right. go see a movie. And oh, do you like chocolate? I like, cho-. you know, right. like just freaking people right. um, with feelings and stuff. And do you like a finger in your ass? I like a finger. Oh, uh, <laughs> right? high That's, five. Yes, exactly. Yeah. You know, let's be friends with benefits. Um, so first things first is kind of clearing out all that crap around, you know, that, oh, women and men are so different. We're on different uh, planets. I mean, a lot of that's taught. Um, and sure, and some people are don't have any control over their emotions, and some people uh, have weird triggers around relating. And sometimes people say oh, that's because that's how women are, that's because how men are. And I think all that stuff is really just detrimental to people. Is this the biggest sticking point that you find in terms of sex, like that that really holds people back from achieving their true potential in the bedroom? I think honestly. Communication is key. I mean, when people say that, it's so cliche to say that. I'm sure you you, you say that all the time, as I do. Um, but honesty, and I don't mean like you know what I really want. I want kids in the next three years. Yeah, okay, that's that's great, and that's honest, and that is some a goal that you should be honest about. But I mean, like I'm afraid right now, or like I'm really attracted to you, and or just being honest. Um, Every kiss begins with communication. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> because the thing about creepiness, which is such a such mm. a theme, we talked about that recently, and, and, and every episode, pretty much. Yeah. And because when men. Um, you know, there's such a thing about men who want to date women. I don't want to be creepy. I don't want to be the jerk. 
but I don't want to be creepy. And so there's we this- had a guy write in blaming me for making. Uh, he was hearing my voice saying when he was trying to approach a woman, "That's creepy. That's creepy. That's creepy." So I think that I have. I know I've put that stigma out there. Aww. Like, nah, I don't, I've not intentionally men. done it. Yeah, but yeah, sorry. I, I want to get back to the sex thing because, like, I I love what you're saying. I think it's absolutely true. But like, you're here to be an expert on sex, so I want to hear about sex, lady. Okay, and but. Access to sex is is often a hindrance to the actual sex. Yeah. And the creepy factor, what is creepy? Creepy is when you get a sense that the person that you're getting creeped out by, what they're saying and doing is different than what they want. Right. Like, like oh, yeah, I just want to be friends. But you can sense that it's But then they stare what, at your eyes three seconds longer than they should. Exactly. Yeah. And they're, they're holding eye contact a little too long. It's practicing glancing down every once in a while. And blinking is always a good thing. Um, so... Uh, to me, not being creepy is is being able to tap into how you are behaving at the time and be able to just be honest. And like, sorry, I'm kind of nervous right now. And it doesn't mean like, I want to put my penis on your face. You know, that doesn't mean that. Usually it does, though. <laughs> right? <laughs> no. Yeah. And no. but the thing is, like, some people in parts of the population are really uh, geared toward casual hooking up type sex but a lot of people aren't and to just deny our feelings is just absurd but when it comes to the bedroom and being really good in bed um a great lovership tip just overall like if you want to just be awesome in the bedroom the first thing do it's uh, oh sorry <laughs> i'm really sleepy the first thing is um the classic thing i'll see is slow down yeah um, is that you don't see? That's the tip that I always hear. Yeah. Like, slow down. Yeah. You know, take your time. And it's true. But when I used to implement that tip, like when I was young, <laughs> uh, when I was still young, um, it, when I would implement that tip, it just sort of became me slowing down and I didn't, it didn't get better. It just got real slow. So it was like, it just like excruciatingly long, awkward, bad. Yeah. Like, Ooh, trace my right. tongue around your, your uh, lower stomach and inner thigh just to tease you so that I slowly get to your genitals with my mouth. Like there's always that, Ooh, yeah, tease. And what I would do, and I'll notice other uh, lovers would do this too, is they just sort of go through the motions of slowing down, but they wouldn't actually do. The thing about slowing down is if you walk down the street or, uh, a street that you've driven down tons of times, you will see details that you never would have picked up if you had driven. And so when you slow down, it's taking the time to experience those details and taking the time to acknowledge every single nerve ending as you go. If you're looking across a labia or an inner thigh or um, you know the neck or behind the ear or somewhere, you want to acknowledge every inch of the way and really just... So it's it's intention more than the act of being slow. Yeah. And, and often it's, you want to go even slower than you even think you should go. And so the sensuality aspect of being a good lover and slowing down, it's, it's intention more than like, you know, just, Wait, so you're your saying walk. you don't like when you slow down. Is that what you were talking I'd about? I'd say that when people slow down, they hear that tip. They're not hearing the uh, what really part means. of the effectiveness of slowing down. It's not in just, going slower and so as a woman for you like can you notice a difference when a guy actually is taking the time to take you all in rather than racing through things or putting you on a pedestal absolutely like okay you if, you're, if you're listening right now or if you do want to do this um just flat, flatten your tongue because there's two kinds of tongue there's pointy tongue and there's flat tongue right um if you in a lot of porn you see like when the people are like, doing cunnilingus they're often like flicking their tongue real hard and fast and it's very intense okay so um, but there's a soft tongue, like ice cream tongue, like, mm, like get every drop. So flatten your tongue and just lick up the back of your hand. You can do it right now. You do it. Not doing it. Uh-huh. I actually was just um, 
So. Or your arm. Scooping poop early. <laughs> I love how I did it right away. And Kristen is like, I'm not fucking doing this. There's not a chance. I'm too, I'm too uncomfortable. I do it every day. I bite a cookie on my hands and I lick my No, I'm like super awkward. Like, I can't, I can't experience things. It's I can't cool. be in the moment. Okay. Slow down. No, I don't want to. Down. I don't want to. <laughs> Mindful, mindfulness meditation does a lot for that. But anyway, uh, back to the genitals. Okay, so we did a fast lick. You can do it again if you forgot. Okay. Now, do the exact same thing except... Slow it down and feel it every moment. Just like mm. feels nice. I'm not. I see. I'm You're missing I, out. Kristen. I was only give, a centimeter in. And you I'll finish it. it. No, well, I'm, I'm a very insane. speedy person. So that was slowing down for me. It's only an hour show. I mean, like, I'll, yeah. I, I just took a good five seconds to go a centimeter. Oh, wow. See, you're good. You I mean, would be a good lover. And, and like, if you just even yeah. flatten your tongue, if you if you're still having a hard time, flatten your tongue and just rest it on your hand. Well, it's like the same thing. If you listen to a song. Mm-hmm. All of a sudden, you stop and you focus to listen just to the violin in that song, or just to the saxophone in that song. You you hear it in a different way than you totally. ever did before. So it's kind of a similar thing. Mm-hmm. Sometimes when I listen to music, I'll yeah, be like, just focus on the violin. It's like paying yeah. attention to the bass line yeah. of a song. It's yeah. a very different experience. Yeah. Yes, I love okay. the bass line. But that that's a really good tip for the guys that are listening, and it, it, it's been said several times before on here. We've had like sex with Emily. We yeah, it, it's it's an amazing tip every single time that we hear it because slowing down not only gets you to you know be in the moment and enjoy yourself more but it also provides a more pleasurable experience for the woman well you don't come across like you're in eighth grade and i think right exactly and the thing is is that when you slow down and you you do take in everything around you you get out of your head which is exactly what you were saying at the top of the segment is that when you get lost in your thoughts and put somebody on a pedestal it totally disconnects you from the the job at hand from you know the experience that you're having and that's that's really sad i mean i'm fine being put on a pedestal you're like, I like it. I'll stay yeah, up Keep here. doing it. it makes I you feel will great. stay up here. Okay, before we get to our, our next segment that's called Analyze This, where we answer questions okay. from our listeners, I wanted to ask you, as a woman, what is your favorite thing that men do in the bedroom? Okay. Favorite thing. I love how personal your questions are. Like, <laughs> you, Not as a sex educator, just you. Like, yeah, oh, well, you're okay. a woman. This is the, Our show is for men to hear from women, so you're a woman and a sex educator. So I think that's a, 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 a Good great combo. duo. Yeah. That's my favorite things. I don't know. I tend to date really sweet, I hate to say beta males, but just very thoughtful, gentle people. I don't go, f- I, f- I don't know why I never really went for the bad boy. So the thing about like, what do I enjoy in the bedroom from men is, um, ugh, but this is awful because a lot of women don't even know how to express what they want. So the act of learning how to express that, I mean, you'd have to do that for the guys to be able to understand. And so expecting anyone to be psychic is like impossible. Um, uh, but, hmm. Uh, uh. Well, because Kristen's favorite thing is when her boyfriend like just rolls over and goes to sleep. Mm-hmm. That's her favorite thing in the bedroom. So uh, honestly, why? <laughs> I'm just kidding. No. Okay. I'm like asexual. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. So you just like, lo- lo- like low sex drive or? Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's just like my thing. It's like yeah. how I define myself. I'm just kidding. See, my thing that I like, I like when my, when we're, we're having sex or my husband is playing with me. I'm going to get really sexual here right now. I like when he puts his hand on uh, my pelvic bone or when he plays with my breasts. I think that feels mm-hmm. absolutely amazing. But even more so, I love when he's really present and I'm really present. And mm-hmm. it, it, you know, it doesn't happen all the time. Sometimes you have sex where you're really present and the other person is or vice versa or nobody's present, but you're just having sex. Mm-hmm. Um, but when both of us are really into it and you feel that deeper connection, you're going the same rhythm. It feels mm-hmm. amazing. You're not concentrating on like a noise that you hear in the other room or your breath. 
that's like the biggest turn on mm. for me ever. Okay, well, it's sharing time. Okay, yeah. <laughs> if we're going to talk like that. Um, one thing that I love, um, because I really kind of come into like just enjoying uh, my booty being played with, so my butt cheeks. Awesome. Because when I say ass, um, one time somebody, I was like, touch my ass, and the person tried to immediately uh, penetrate butt, my ass. Butt, I was like, yeah, butt yeah, cheeks, butt cheeks, buddy, yeah, butt cheeks. Yeah. And he was like, oh, okay, yeah. how cute. Yeah, yeah. Um, but um, I love like big strong hands like grabbing my ass cheeks but i mean like a full <laughs> like on the roundest part like palm it like a basketball right. and really squeeze and not like in a pinching kind no, I of like way that right more in a cup large and, cupping and way almost yeah. like slight bra action where you're lifting a little bit there's and, support and this is the mm-hmm. essential part you about you too yeah. is then you you separate slightly you oh just, look at this okay. because then there's a slight exposure of untouched area and there's, there's airing out <laughs> no whatever that is no, it, it, it's interesting i actually do that to men too and they and they there's something because i'm not trying to access anything i'm just slightly spreading and lifting and there's just this wonderful sense of <laughs> It's that. very sensual. I'm sure it is. That sounds awesome. Facelift. I like that too. Yeah. I like good. that too. All right. So let's get to like uh, our question. So we have this segment that's called Overanalyze This. I called it Analyze This before. Uh, but now it's called Overanalyze This. Um, and people write us in questions and we answer them. Let's do you it. Ready to go? Oh, yeah. All right. Um, I had a really good one here. Okay. Do you think it is good to date yourself to learn more about yourself or date people and find out more about yourself? So he's asked, this is from Elle, do you think it's good to date a lot of people and also by dating yourself, meaning explore who you are as a human being? It's an either or question. No, it's not either or. It's both. Do you think it's good to do both of those things? Oh yeah, of course. Yeah. See? Um, Why? Um, if you're just dating other people and you never have time for yourself, um, you start to run into issues. A lot of people do, including myself around boundaries and, and codependence and not yeah. knowing where you end and other people begin. And or what so you want. also or what you want. Also, I think a huge part about dating is, is being able to give someone else something that you can show them or share with them. And when you don't know yourself, you can't share anything new for them to learn or grow from. Right. Good answer. So this yeah. is now called analyzing. <laughs> this just this really one specific question. question. Oh, that was perfect. No, I think that's a really well, good a answer. Very, yeah, it's a it's a obvious. It is. Well, the thing is, is that like you have to know who you are because you're you're dating to. Sorry, I wasn't talking talking to the in the microphone. But you have to know who you are. The more that you know who you are, the more you know what you actually want, and you can express it. Because you were talking before about like how can people mind read or how are people going to know what they want? Most women don't express themselves. But I'm guessing that you took a long time, especially through your podcast, through your website, to explore yourself. That's what you're doing. You're doing research. You're getting more information, and you're exploring what it is you like, and then putting out there it out there for other people which is kind of what this guy is asking like getting to know yourself is that important absolutely because it helps you in your confidence levels in the way that you communicate with other people and how you can tell people what it is you like so you can see if you're on the same page so i think it's extremely essential and then on the flip side to date more people Again, you can find out what you like and what you don't like. Clearly, you've thought about this. I've thought about this a lot. That's what I do full time. <laughs> Giving the same advice. All right. Um, here is a good question. You do ever have psychologists or therapists on? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, okay. I love I love the knowledge they throw down. Yeah. I love feelings stuff. 
Yeah. You know, yeah. No, I, I, it's fantastic. I like when they can explain like the science behind everything mm-hmm. and why we do things. Um, okay, so dear Marnie, Kristen, and guest, I am in a relationship with a girl who can't move on from the buddy stage, as she describes it. It feels like we are friends and or buddies. There is a lack of passion and chemistry that I... F- I think this is for my boyfriend. Yeah, <laughs> I have felt in prior relationships. Uh, when discussing our thoughts on how the relationship was going, she brought to light the fact that throughout her past relationships, there is a pattern of where she can't move beyond this buddy friend stage i think this may have something to do with her father a bit oh i feel like shaking did you feel yeah. that Earthquake. Um, I think this may have been something to do with her father abandoning her when she was five and then coming back into her life when she was 25. As a result, she mentioned that she harbors resentment against him and is unwilling to get too close with him now. I have suggested to her that working with a support group and or a counselor could be very helpful. She has no desire to do so and thus I feel she has a fear of emotional intimacy and in turn moving toward the higher level of connection in a relationship due to her abandonment. I have told her that my desire is for the relationship to move into emotional intimate stage. Unfortunately it is not and we continue to stay at the buddy stage. I feel as though I have brought the relationship to the highest level I can. I have introduced her to my parents and friends, told her about my life and my struggles shared what i am passionate about in my dreams she has not introduced me to her friends and since we've started dating oh my god since 2013 her parents uh, have visited three times and still no introduction most recently for her birthday she continues to keep the relationship at a very superficial level often being very childlike goofy and silly while at the same time guarded with her behavior almost as if she can't be vulnerable i don't want to break her heart but i need to think what is i do what is best for me what do you think i should do ryan it's very clear on what you should do you should end this relationship because you're not in a relationship you're in a one-sided relationship with somebody who's not in a relationship with you, which is why the answer to the last question is very important because you know clearly what you want in a partner and this person isn't giving it to you. Yeah, go for it. I mean, my my answer would be so... Um, well, I have... I'm not as extreme as her. At, no, luckily. this is not who... Luckily, you, I no. want to stand up for myself there. I'm not that extreme. First of um, all, you, you but, are open to receiving help. You are open to introducing to your family and friends. You're yeah. completely different from this girl. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway. Um, Sorry, I get and, very passionate about it. Anytime somebody tries to analyze anyone else, we fill in a lot of gaps with what we think we know is true about the world. And what we end up with is a whole lot of people who think they have the answers who don't. And it can be damaging. So when I hear him writing that letter, I hear a very intelligent guy who has a lot of knowledge, probably studied psychology, and I appreciate that. However, um, he, yeah, if he's not getting what he wants, sure, you, he can totally leave. But to think, be like, oh, it's because her dad left her when, when she was five. Like, people are much more complex than that. And the way he's communicating to her about what he needs is probably not that effective. Because it sounds like he's really sure of himself, and so he's leaving a lot unsaid and unexplored um i'm curious like i all of that makes me very curious i'm curious about this woman i'm curious what would she want does she actually want to be with him is she gay is she right i'm wondering how intimate they actually are because it actually if they're in the buddy zone it means that they're not doing anything i've never heard of the buddy zone that seems like a fake thing like are they friends with benefits and he's imagining they're in a relationship when they actually are just well i always thought the relationship started out more in the less buddy zone more in the romantic zone and then you kind of get to a buddy zone where like people kind of close off and then just become a little mm-hmm. bit like this is the side of me you get 
event, you know, eventually down the road. So yeah, stagnant relationships are a huge problem yeah. in, in modern day society. Yes. Well, there's nothing wrong with understanding that you've gotten what you can out of this experience. Yeah. And for 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 what uh, Ryan is looking for, and it looks like he's looking for a real partnership where somebody yeah. shares their life with him as well he's creating growth he's, it sounds like he's really creating yeah. someone to explore yeah. and he said i don't want to break her heart but it doesn't sound like her heart's really in it so i don't think that's a huge exactly. i'm sure she has a lot of feelings yeah. and emotions but i don't think that that should be a huge factor for him yeah i don't think so either so i think all of us are saying you have to get out of this relationship because it's not what you want yeah and newsflash guys Anytime you try and protect someone's feelings over your own and like, oh, I don't want to break their heart. Like you just end up hurting everybody. Like it's not like it's so cliche to do that. Like it's not even yeah. worth doing. Like, like, take it, care of yourself. It almost seems like you give yourself too much credit. Like I don't want to break her heart. Like who's saying you? Right. Exactly. Sh- she's sh- the one who's not opening up there. to you. Right. So I think she's slowly breaking your heart. Right. Exactly. Over yeah, the, and over and over again. One of the bravest things you can do is just go ahead and rip the bandaid off and break your own heart. Yeah. You know? and, I think that's what he's most afraid of is yeah. actually like letting it go. Cause he, but I feel like he's done everything that he can. Uh, and she's communicating with you. She's saying, I don't want to seek help. I don't want to introduce you to my family. I don't want to introduce you to my yeah, friends. When people don't this want is a to pattern change. for me yeah. and this is who she is. So, uh, Ryan, we think you should end this relationship. Right. Um, especially if it's Ryan Gosling. Right. Exactly. And he just come, but he's having a baby. Out. I know. I know. So he's like in that relationship. Just a quick, uh, do a little sidebar here. Please watch the video on YouTube of the girl um, after her dental surgery for her wisdom teeth saying, I want to have sex with Ryan Gosling. Just Google that. It's really funny if you guys haven't okay. seen it. No, amazing. I haven't seen it. I want to really see funny. it. It's so funny. Yeah. Well, actually, I, that's watch all the time it. that we have for overanalyze oh, this. Perfect. Because, yeah, we we just talk a lot. All right. So for anybody who wants to write us in questions, write into ask at askwomenpodcast.com. Uh, we want to thank Jordan Harbinger for being on our show in the first half. And if you want to get a copy of his uh, Tinder guide, the, the really cool and sexy Tinder guide, uh, go to aocpodcast.com slash askwomen. And then you can check out Sandra's podcast. Actually, why don't you give your own Yeah, sure. Sexnerdsandra.com. I teach workshops. I travel around, talk at colleges, have live shows. And my podcast is weekly on Hump Day, and it's a topic a week on Nerdist.com and iTunes. That's it's awesome. Awesome. It's awesome. It's we are awesome. cool. We are very awesome in here. Yeah. Thanks yeah. for... Uh Thanks for being on the show. Thank uh, you. And check out new episodes of the Ask Women podcast every week on uh, podcast.1. Uh, pod, what the hell am I saying? <laughs> podcast.1. Podcast1. Dot com, uh, or you can get it on iTunes, wherever you want. But it's better if you actually subscribe so you don't have to go and actively download. It is there waiting for you every single Thursday. In your when funnel. They, yes, in your funnel. In your funnel, exactly. Um, and thank you for supporting us and supporting our sponsors so that we can stay on the air. And remember, if you want to buy shit, buy shit from Amazon using our link, uh, winggirlmethod.com slash Amazon. Why do I not know what the words are today? What's going on with me? It's it very weird in here. There's an earthquake. It all feels strange today. <laughs> I'm sort of thrown off. Uh, but thanks for listening, and we will see you guys next week. Thanks for listening to the Ask Women podcast. Go to podcastone.com next week for a brand new show.